When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. And what other films has she been in that have been adapted from books? Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, really, I got excited. I inhaled my wine. That's amazing. <laughs> Hey. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of True Crimes. Against Wine. I'm Judge Topher. And I am Judge Rachel. Judge Rachel is going to give us all the lurid facts about our celebrity defendant today. Yes, and Judge Topher is going to take us to the West Coast That's again today. That's right. So we are going back. We're revisiting a vineyard that we've actually been to before. I'm excited. Yeah, so this was actually our very first first episode, mm. even though, well, it was the first episode that we recorded. It yes. wasn't the first one that aired. So it's very fitting that this would be our season two season finale. Yes, I'm excited. We take a little break for our major episodes for the summer. Mm-hmm. We'll, of course, keep up with our sidebars. So yes. keep sending us all of your wonderful questions like you have been. Yeah, we'll send you some merch. Yeah. And then we will reconvene in the new court season come end of summer. Yep, that's right. Yeah, awesome. So let's get into it today. Okay, I'm excited. Today we are doing Chardonnay, which we've done a few different iterations of before. Yes. This one I am a little bit nervous about. Oh. Just because I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be that style of Chardonnay that I don't particularly care for. Okay, okay. But we shall see. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right, let's give it a smell test. Yep, this is the style of Chardonnay yeah, like, I don't it care It smells for. like a classic Chardonnay. This is very classic California style, New World style, where it goes through a bit of malolactic fermentation and mm-hmm. then is aged in oak. And I'm not mm-hmm. typically an oaky Chardonnay kind of person. I like a crisper, cleaner, mm-hmm. sort of lighter bodied Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Having said that. Let's give it a try. Yeah, let's give it a try. Are you smelling anything specific? No. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay, like what? So definitely lots of orchard fruit, like oh, apple. Okay. A little bit of pineapple. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Mm-hmm. All right. Definitely we... smelling the oak. Yeah, it just kind of smells like an oaky Chardonnay. Yeah. All right, let's All right. taste. Okay. It it's not as heavy better. as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it tastes better than it smells, mm-hmm. I would say. It's a lot lighter, and it's less... It's not buttery. It's got a little bit of a creamy right. texture to it, but it's not buttery. Right. Which is I can kind of get the pineapple on the taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting more of the pineapple and more of like a really ripe yellow apple. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, still not quite like my jam, but it's not off-putting like I thought that it was going to be for me. And that's, I'm not saying anything bad about that style, like in terms of it's a lesser quality or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just totally my personal preference too. So if you do like this style of Chardonnay, I'm not saying anything bad about that, but. He is judging you though. But I am judging you (laughs) and your taste. Yeah. No, but I think that if you do like a little bit heavier bodied Chardonnay, if you like that little hint of oakiness to Mm -hmm. it, this would be a great one to go for. Okay, so can we talk about this wine? Yes. So Mm -hmm. this is the Francis Coppola Mm. Diamond Collection Chardonnay. Yes. 
So who is our celebrity today? It's not Francis Ford Coppola. It's not. It's not because we already talked about him. We sure did. It is his daughter, Sophia Coppola. Sophia. Sophia with an F. It is Sophia with an F. Yeah, kind of the classic Italian spelling mm-hmm. of Sophia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Sophia Loren. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I'm curious as to what you know about Sofia Coppola. Personally, nothing. Okay. <clears throat> I know that she is a director. Mm-hmm. She followed in her father's footsteps mm-hmm. in that way. And the only movie I can think of, off, well, no, that's not true. I can think of a couple movies. So she did Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Sure. We'll say that. Did she? No. Oh. He did. Oh. <laughs> well, she did do Marie Antoinette. She did. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this will be a fun cross-examination later today. <laughs> Listen, you have no room to mock me for not remembering things that happened two years ago <laughs> when you can't even remember what happened in the last episode that we recorded. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that the tables have turned a little. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about Sofia Coppola. Mm -hmm. Of course, she is the daughter of filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola. Do you remember what he is most famous for? Star Wars. No, Topher. (laughs) The Godfather. Okay, good. (laughs) I was about to say no. Oh, no. Yeah, The Godfather. And she was in some of The Godfather movies. As like a child? Mm Mm-hmm. And a human adult, too. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll talk about that. Okay. Okay. She's born May 14th, 1971 in New York City, but she mostly grew up in California and she went to school out there and stuff. She's the youngest kid in the family. Oh, I didn't know she had siblings. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Are any of them also in the film industry? Yeah, we've talked about all this before. So for our listeners, (laughs) I would recommend you go back and listen. Go back and listen (laughs) so you can catch me in all of this. (laughs) I would also suggest that you too, Judge Topher, go back and listen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe you will. <laughs> I'm just going to be delighted with what other random questions you pop up with as the episode goes. Okay, I do remember that we did, for that episode, drink the Sophia Rosé. Rosé, we did, yes. Yes, which is why we're not drinking it today. We're doing right. the Diamond Collection Right, instead. which, yeah. So we're doing the same brand, mm-hmm. but a different wine. Yes, exactly. And same family, but different member of the family. right. Who, as you might recall, is a director and not an only child. Yes. Good job. Take a drink. Thank you. I will. Excellently done. (laughs) Do you remember that she was 15 when she went to Paris to intern with Chanel under Karl Lagerfeld? Oh, did she? Yeah. That's real. We talked about this. (laughs) I don't know now if you're trying to like lead me down the garden path. Don't take advantage of my senility. Okay. Don't you remember when you said you're going to write me a check for 10 grand last week? Oh my God, did I? Yeah. Let me go ahead and do that. Thank Hope you. it doesn't bounce. It won't, right? <laughs> Everyone's heard it. You're all witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she was into fashion initially and she didn't want to go into directing. She did some acting and like some small roles, but she's kind of more into fashion okay. as a teen and as a young adult. So she had that internship with Chanel. She has her own brand of clothing called Milk Fed, which is only sold in Japan. Milk Fed? Yes. There's something kind of gross about that to me. I don't know why. Does it sound like farmer clothes to you? Like overalls? No. It's just the idea just of milk. Milk Fed. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Mm, it's a little gross. Yeah. You're not a milk guy, are you? I'm not a milk guy. No. <laughs> Fair. Neither am no I. No one's ever accused me of being a milk guy. <laughs> just, we'll just leave it at that. Fair. All right. 
mineral water getting you? Yeah, it got me. Probably the role that she was most known for her acting role was in The Godfather Part 3, where she played Mary Corleone, the daughter of the big mafia boss. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do a good job acting. Is this your opinion? This is most people's opinion. Okay, fair. Yeah. Then it must be empirically true. Absolutely, yeah. She won some Razzies for it. Mm. And people have said that's what killed the Godfather franchise and hurt her dad's career for a bit. Wow. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And she was only like 19 or 18 at the time. Like she wasn't old because yeah. that movie came out in like 1990 or something. And her dad's career did take a little bit of a dip at the time. Hmm. I think that movie just wasn't a great movie. You know, it was hard to follow like the first two. Yeah. I don't think her role added anything good to the film franchise but i think it's a little unfair to say she ruined everything yeah i think it's based in sexism well and and nepotism people's opinions about rom-coms can be so subjective oh is the godfather a rom-com yeah like father of the bride right sure (laughs) isn't there like a big wedding in one of them you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding how do you know this you've never seen it i know (laughs) What what what's the next line? Kiss me, you fool! Oh my God, fact checker, is that correct? Yeah, he's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fact checker is with us today. He finally showed up to work for That's the last right. day. For the last day of work, right? <laughs> Just so you get that like end of year bonus, right? <laughs> Jokes on him. We don't have it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so she kind of stopped acting after that. She was in like some music videos following that, but she didn't really. Turns out she's not a singer either. So I know. Oof. Remember when she did the Star Spangled Banner? I know, and everybody was, like, throwing rotten vegetables at her. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was. That was just at her own house. <laughs> so she got interested in the idea of directing after she read the book, The Virgin Suicides. Okay. By Jeffrey Eugenides. Which I have not read. It's really good. Have you ever read Middlesex by yes. him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was the same person uh-huh. that did that. Okay. Yeah. Kind of similar style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really enjoyed Middlesex. Yeah. Yeah. I read Middlesex first and then I went back and read Virgin Suicides. Mm-hmm. And she said like after she read it, she's like, oh, I really want to adapt this into a film. And that was her film debut. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've seen The Virgin Suicides. It's good. It's not a happy film, as not you might rom-com. guess. Nope. Not a rom-com. <laughs> it's about virgins. And kissing. Well, there is some of that. There's also a lot of sad deaths. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that came out in 1999, and it did really well. Her next big film was Lost in Translation. I also have not seen that. Really? But I know that it's Bill Murray. It is. And? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, good job. Those are the two. it takes place in, like, Tokyo? Yes. Well done. Take a drink. Thank you. Yeah. That came out in 2003. Marie Antoinette mm-hmm. in 2006. Which a lot of people did not like. I thought it was I great. I loved it. I know. Well, a lot of it was criticized for like being over the top. It's a movie about Marie Antoinette in like, Versailles. I know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, some people were saying it was ahistorical, which it is. And she yeah. never said it was supposed to be like historically accurate in all regards. Yeah. I think it's meant to capture the feeling of that era. And she also, because I know a lot about that particular story, Mm -hmm. it's not that far off. Like, she took some liberties just for storytelling. Sure, like Like most people do when they make movies. Yeah. Yeah. But it 
it wasn't really that far off. No, not really that far off. I, think, I thought they did a really good job of capturing the sexless nature of her marriage with mm-hmm. her husband. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was more interested in his hobbies than he was in her. Yeah. Yeah. You, you feel for her mm-hmm. on that film. Looking back, I don't know if it would be received the same way today as it was in 2006. Yeah. I think it'd be received a little bit better today. I know that there was a lot of controversy because one of the promotional photos had her in period dress, but mm-hmm. then with like pink Converse on or something. Right. And it's like, that wasn't part of the movie. That was just a promo thing. Right. Like it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. People just, they want to talk about things. Well, and a lot of the criticism of her films is based on the fact that they're like too overly feminine and maybe she has a very limited point of view and da 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 da, which male directors don't get that same sort of criticism. No, I was about to say, come on now. Yeah. I think there is stuff to be critical of with her, especially when it comes to race and and social class and things Mm. like that. But not when it comes to the gender aspect. Yeah. So she did Marie Antoinette. Then she did the film Summer, which I haven't seen. The Bling Ring, which I saw. I think I've seen that. That's the one where they go. It's based on a true story about the people who like break into celebrity homes. Mm -hmm. How did they do that? I'll talk about that later. Okay. And the most recent, well, sorry, second to most recent was The Beguiled, which I think you would really like. Oh, that's the one that takes place in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that at the girls' school. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was her. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. But, you know, I love a good period film. And that was a remake of an older film. Oh, okay. That Clint Eastwood was in before. Interesting. It was a stellar cast. It was. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Al Fanning, Colin Farrell. She likes Kirsten Dunst. She does like her. Mm -hmm. And she has one called On the Rocks, which came out during the pandemic, early in the pandemic in 2020, which I haven't seen. Okay. But she doesn't have a lot of films. Like, that's basically it. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. It is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very limited... Oh, no. What? You got that look. What look? That cross-examination look. I'm not giving you any sort of look other than fill me up, please. (laughs) And since you suggested it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's go ahead. So, since today is our season finale, Mm -hmm. I thought I needed to step up a little bit for our cross-examination. Of course you did. Yeah. And fact checker and boyfriend have both been telling me I've been way too easy on you. Fact checker is definitely not getting his end of year bonus. That's (laughs) not happening. We can just, I'll hold on to it Mm. for safekeeping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So today's cross-examination is going to be open-ended. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. There are 10 of them. Okay. And I will be generous enough to let fact checker pick the order today. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So what number, fact checker? Five. I was going to pick five. Mm, sure you were. Who made a bunch of shoes for Marie Antoinette? Famous um, designer. Jimmy Choo. Ooh, good guess. No, I'll give you one more. Louboutin. Mm-mm, take a drink. Think about like early 2000s, big shoe designer, Manolo Blahnik. Mm. He made hundreds of pairs of shoes for the film. Must have been so Like fun. custom made. We should look up some pictures later because the costuming... Was excellent. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. The vibrant colors. Mm -hmm. I loved her use of color. Mm -hmm. And she's very intentional about color. Mm -hmm. All right. Fact check our next number. Oh, 10. Who has appeared on every soundtrack from all her films? Oh, my God. And if you don't know the exact name, I will give you credit if you at least get 
in general. Mm, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But I was I had that general sort of vibe, right? Of Enya? Yeah. Yeah. No. Try again. Um, Winona Judd. Take a drink. Take a big drink, Topher. Her husband, mm. his name is Thomas Mars, in relation to Bruno. Mm, that sounds suspicious. He's a French singer. He's in the band Phoenix. Okay. It's like an indie band. Hmm. I feel like that was a trick question. Also, nepotism. Well, we'll talk about her love life after our cross-examination. Okay. All right. So far, Fact Checker's doing real well. All right. Number one. Just tell me one of her famous cousins. And we have discussed this before. I feel like we have. Yeah. I was trying to, like, give you an easy one here. I know it. I Do know you? it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Do you? Just think of some famous actors in Hollywood. Yeah, I know. It's not Kevin Bacon. Nope. Not Kevin Bacon. Oh, Fuck. I do know this, and as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, fuck. (sighs) I know it. I don't think you do. The person has a first name and a last name. Whoa, oh my God. it's a dude. Yes. You're so close. (laughs) I'm so close. So close. It's like right on the tip of my brain. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Take a drink. So one of her famous cousins is Jason Schwartzman. Mm, mm-hmm. That's not the one I was thinking of, though. You were probably thinking of Nicolas Cage. I was thinking of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Damn it. Take another drink for that. <laughs> I really shame. I really hope that's our intro of just you angrily shouting, I was thinking of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I was thinking of Nicolas Cage the whole time. <laughs> that's how it gets you. Oh. Yeah. Can you tell me anything that Nicolas either- Nicolas Cage has been in? Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Ghost Rider. Okay, fair enough. Weird choice. <laughs> but yes, accurate. Take a drink of celebration. Thank you. Let's get, I'm going to write plus one for Topher. Yay. I get to bring a date. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, fact checker. <clears throat> Excuse me, number six. This is probably her most famous location where she's ever filmed. Versailles. Yes. Congrats. Yeah, celebratory set. Well done. And for what film? Mm, that was definitely for The Beguiled. Yeah. Yes, accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the Versailles Palace stood in for a lot of the plantation scenes. Mm-hmm. Southern plantations were famously gilt and yes, decadent. After yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's completely architecturally and historically accurate. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You can trust us. We're smart. Ooh, now question. Oh. Is there a Manolo Blahnik exhibit in Versailles in honor of the film? I think the only way for us to answer that is Is to to go. go. Mm -hmm. So. So if our very generous listeners. Yes. Would like to send us to Versailles. For a corporate retreat. We have this summer. Mission. We, we do. We can do this. We will send you totes just like PBS. Oh, yeah. We can do that for sure, right? Yeah. Fact checker, you can make totes. He's nodding. I have a friend with a screen printer. So. Okay. And fact checker's crafty. Yeah. He'll figure it out. It may be hot glued together. But fair exchange. Yes. We'll get to the bottom of this Manolo Blahnik Versailles. It's called handcrafted. Thank you. Handcrafted swag. Artisanal. Artisanal swag, yes. (laughs) All right, next number. Ooh, nine. This famous hot, sexy actor made his film debut in Marie Antoinette, and he played a love interest 
Who is Ryan Gosling? No. Why'd you say it like that? Ryan Gosling's sexy. He's got a narrow face. <laughs> it looks too squished. You like, famously, you like wide faces. I like Extremely Hey Arnold. Wide. Yes. Football. Yes. Wide faces. <laughs> but horizontal football, not yeah. vertical oh, football. Oh, no. Absolutely not yeah. horizontal. <laughs> yeah. We know, we know that one of the only reasons you've never sexually harassed me is my perfectly chiseled vertical <clears throat> football face. Right. Yeah. It's the only reason. Mm-hmm. No, not Ryan Gosling. Justin Timberlake. You're trying to make me angry. <laughs> Take a double drink. Because you succeed in making me mad. Jamie Dornan. Who's that? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, from Outlander? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize he was in that. Oh, no. From Fifty Shades of Grey. Wait. Oh. Who's an Outlander? Not him. Someone, Sam Hugan, Huygen, whatever. McDougal. Okay, we're both wrong. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel, you dum-dum. Yeah, Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey, which is what I said the whole time. Who is also Scottish, right? Maybe. Fact checker is going to check that fact. Dornan sounds like an Irish or Scottish name. It does. Yeah, Cal- yeah Irish. Irish. Celtic. Irish name. In the film, he was kind of styled a little bit to look like Adam Ant. A new wave singer from the 80s. Fact checker will look up the picture. New wave. Like a perm? Like you just got a perm? Well, hair is a big part of it for sure. Okay, fact checker, do we have a photo? Fact checker, he got sloppy with his days off. Oh, God. Yeah. So that's Adam Ant. Now we can look at maybe a picture of Jamie Dorton and Marie Antoinette. It does kind of look similar. That photo that I just saw of Adam Ant looks like... Tim Curry out of drag for mm. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. Fair. Okay. Yeah, I the hair is kind of poofy. The face looks a little intense. Yeah. I think that was just a selfie, that photo. I guess he's attractive. His eyes look a little dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's got kind of dead eyes. Sorry. Sorry, Jamie Dornan. Oh, man. And he was our number one fan, too. <gasps> was he? I guess we can kiss that for side trip goodbye. Thanks, Damn Rachel. It. Oh, no. I mean... Your eyes are lively and full of joie de vivre. <laughs> All right, next number. Three. She made a Christmas musical for Netflix in 2015, starring a famous celebrity, and it was called A Very Blank Christmas. A very Dolly Christmas. Oh, no, but that would be lovely. A Holly Dolly Christmas. There you go. But no, but we should do that. We That's should a do Good that. idea. Trademark. trademark. <laughs> I love that last season we trademarked a lot of nipple products. <laughs> this season it seems to be much more intellectual property. Yeah, in terms we're of evolving. Projects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we realized neither of us are good with like manufacturing or hands-on things. Oh, we would definitely have to hand that off to China. Yeah, we could not make a prototype of anything. No. But could we create like a script? Maybe. Is it oral? Because yes. Yes. Could we do a pitch? Yes. Yes. Is it longer than an elevator pitch? Yes. yes. Will there be puppets? Yes. <laughs> Are we holding people hostage? Yes. Yes. Well, we're holding them in trance. Let's because say you're we're a so captivated audience. Exactly. There captive audience or captivated? That's there's a fine line, and we tread that line. We do. <laughs> very well. A very Murray Christmas starring. Bill Murray. No. 
Yes, Bill Murray. I was about to be like, (laughs) what other famous Murray is there? (laughs) Yes, Bill Murray. She's worked with Bill Murray several times. He's in Lost in Translation. He is in Lost in Translation, A Very Murray Christmas, and in her most recent film, On the Rocks. Mm-hmm. He plays the dad. Okay. He also plays Robillard in Marie Antoinette. Oh, I don't remember him in that at all. Hmm. Guess I need to go rewatch Marie Antoinette. I guess you do. Oh, is he? I'm sorry. Is the person who is losing the cross-examination judging me? For believing my made-up facts? Yes. <laughs> Next 100%. number. 100%. Next number, fact checker. Okay. Number eight. How many adaptations has she done from books into films? Four. Ooh, real close. Five. No, three. Three. So can you name them? (sighs) Virgin Suicides. Yes. What was the one that you said that she made just before On the Rocks? Make a minute. The Beguiled? That seems like it would have been a book. Are you going to say it's a book? Not yet. On the Rocks. Okay. And Lost in Translation. Oh, no. You got one out of three. Take a drink. (laughs) Was The Beguiled based on a book? Yeah, it was. It seems like it would be. Yeah. So, The Virgin Suicides, because we just talked about that. So, Mm -hmm. thank you for remembering that conversation. (laughs) You're so welcome. I listen to what you say. I see that. Yeah. I appreciate it. The Beguiled, Mm -hmm. which was a book, and Marie Antoinette, which is actually based on a biography. Oh. Of Marie Antoinette. Interesting. Yeah. See, I didn't include that because I figured. So it wasn't a narrative, but she did adapt it from that biography. Okay. It's really two and a half. Well, if you want to count the bling ring, because it was a very lengthy Vanity Fair article. Ooh. But it wasn't a book. Okay. More of a magazine novella. Sure. Vanity Fair has, like, good in-depth articles. That's why your dog subscribes. <laughs> yes. So my dog somehow gets a subscription to Harper's Bazaar. I have no idea why. Literally, set it's, this up. it's literally the dog's name. It's addressed to my dog. I don't know how to stop it. And and the dog's name is not... You know how some people name their, their pets human names? Like Jason. Yeah. Or Susan. <laughs> Oh, my God. I need somebody to have a pug named Susan so bad. Oh, that is such a pug name. <laughs> and she works in HR. Yes. Oh, and she's like, Mondays. Yes. Okay, we need to get together with all of our friends and do a calendar of our dogs and what their jobs would be. Uh, okay. In like a corporate Absolutely. thing. Yes, and then we'll sell it for millions. Yes. Yes. And okay. that will fund part of our Versailles trip. No, no. That goes into charity, so we still need money for Versailles. Yeah, we are so charitable. Right? Right, Topher? It goes to the needy. Yes. Yes, I like that little loophole. (laughs) (laughs) Random side note, when my brother was a little kid, my mom would sometimes take him to work, and he would go around to my mom's coworkers with a little mug or bowl or something, asking for money. He panhandled at your mom's office? He did. But he wouldn't say money for the needy. He would say money for the greedy. Because <laughs> he knew what he was doing. I mean, how can you say no? People didn't say no to him. So they were like giving him money. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he's quite proud of himself. My younger sibling has a very entrepreneurial spirit oh. as well. And when they were about 
six years old, mm-hmm. they and their best friend went out and caught all of these giant grasshoppers, mm. like giant grasshoppers, and took sidewalk chalk and like rosied their cheeks and put like eyeshadow on them and mm-hmm. like lipstick and made them look like Parisian whores, basically. <laughs> And then charged people 25 cents to come and see them. And they actually made money off of it. It's oh this my like, God. like not a lemonade stand, but like a sidewalk sideshow kind of situation. Weird little child freak show. Yes. With bugs. Yep. I mean, that's creative. It is creative. And successful. Yeah. How much do they make? A few dollars. That's which pretty good. For like 25 cents a peak. Yeah. <laughs> that's really weird. They also at one point got really mad at my mom because there was a dress that they wanted for Easter that my mm. mom wouldn't buy for them. And so mm. they were like, fine, I'll make it out of paper. And they did. And they like just colored paper mm. to do the detailing on it and then like stapled it and fit it to themselves and was like, I'm going to wear this to church. And my mom was like, no, you're not. <laughs> it even had pockets. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I don't think I could do that as an adult with a stapler <laughs> and like copy paper. They're very talented and crafty, yeah. They should go in Project Runway. They should. And just only make paper dresses. With grasshoppers. For grasshoppers. For, yes. I mean, the amount of naked grasshoppers. It's really in- indecent, It's honestly. so indecent. Yeah. I keep writing to my senator about it. And well, they're, they're not doing up, anything. They're made up so sexily. <laughs> right. they're nude all the time. Yeah. And bald. We need wigs, too. Oh, grasshopper wigs. Yes. And wigs for pugs named Susan. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like a little bob? Yeah, I was going to say a bob. Susan has a bob, right? <laughs> Susan totally has a bob. She might even have a bob where it's like a little bit, like it's got the Kate Goslin thing oh, no, in the back. Oh, no, she has a Karen haircut? Yeah. Oh, Susan. Well, she works in HR. Oh, Susan. I'm not liking her as much now. <laughs> Let's move on. She has a heart of gold, though. Okay. Number two. Ooh, this is a fun one. Okay. So some of the... Mm, hold on. Let me get my wine and try again. Let's give you a little wine reset. Yeah, my mouth was too dry. That's Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes too. Okay. Here we go. Some of the scenes from The Beguiled were shot in this famous actress's New Orleans home. And she was not in the film in any way, shape, or form. So you know who I know who lives in New Orleans? Who? Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. Is that where you're going to go with? That's where I'm going to go. I know she lives in New Orleans. Nolans. Nolans. Well, brave choice. Pick up your glass. Yes. Is it really? Yes. No. Yes. I thought I was going to like totally get you on that. That's literally the only celebrity that I know who has a house in New Orleans. Yes. And so I just went for it because I thought it was funny. That's so great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're just like, yeah, you're a famous person with a fancy house. Can we just shoot some scenes? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to make some more money. Yeah. Me. That's a pretty good Jennifer Coolidge. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to take an extra drink for it. Yeah, you should. All right. We have two left. Okay, seven. The Bling Ring was the first film that this person starred in that wasn't adapted from a book. Okay, so we're not counting it as adapted from a book because... It was a Vanity Fair article. Emma Watson. Yes. Congrats. And what other films has she been in that have been adapted from books? Harry (coughs) Potter. 
I got really, I got excited. I inhaled my wine. That's amazing. <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> and the choking podcast host. I'm fine, thank you. I'll be alright, I'll love. <laughs> okay, what else? What else Emma Watson been in that that was adapted from a book? Beauty and the Beast. Okay, yeah, what else? Has she been in other things? Yes. I don't know. I don't know her filmography. Well, shame on you. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've read it too. Little Women. Oh, I forgot she was in Little Women. See, I don't count that Little Women. <gasps> Sorry, Susan Sarandon or nothing. <gasps> but Laura Dern. I know. It grieves me. Oh, Tover. No, it was a fine adaptation, but I hate Timothee Chalamet. Okay, that, that part is did not do a good Laurie. No, I totally agree with you on that, but everything else was so good in that film. You know what? Here's, take another drink and choke on your well, wine again. <laughs> no. Here's my litmus test for okay. if an adaptation of Little Women is good. <laughs> is Timothy Chalamet in it? Well, that's number one. Okay. Can't stand that little twerp. <laughs> what did he do to you? I think that he's a... Or should we save over, it for a sidebar? <laughs> he's, we'll save it for a sidebar. Okay. Because <laughs> I have a lot to say about him. Okay. It's a lot of adjectives strung together. Okay. But I didn't cry when Beth died. Mm. And even now, I will, like, sob when Beth dies in the Winona Ryder. You prefer the Claire, Claire Danes, Danes version. Okay. Yeah, okay. that scene is just so poignant. Mm. And I just don't feel like they carried... I wasn't as invested in Beth's character mm. in this adaptation. Mm. And that was a problem for me. Like, I should really feel it when she dies. Mm. And I didn't. Mm. So Topher has no heart, I guess. Well, it's fine. Final question. <clears throat> Doo -doo -doo. Very belchy one. Sorry. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Who cameoed as herself in the bling ring? Well, it wasn't Jennifer Coolidge because she lives in New Orleans. Yeah, she was busy Nolans. Jennifer Aniston. No. Why did you say it like that? She wasn't, her house wasn't broken into. I don't know whose house was broken into. Well, I'm sorry. You don't keep up with the times. Meaning the early 2000s. <laughs> I was a child. Mm. Courtney Love. No, but that would have been really funny. I think that would have been a solid cameo. <sighs> You're not going to get up. Patricia Arquette. Oh, no. Okay, we'll just take a drink. You're wrong. Kirsten Dunst was, had like one little cameo in a nightclub scene. She got broken into? No, but she had a little cameo herself oh. in a nightclub scene. But... Paris Hilton had a cameo. Oh. And Paris Hilton's house was actually broken yeah. into. And she actually let them film some scenes in her house for the movie. Interesting. Isn't it? So we're going to talk about how they were able to break into these people's houses. So, okay. Because you would think that these people have incredible security. They don't. They really Apparently. don't. And I think probably now security is a bit different than it was. Because now, like, having cameras and, like... Apps on your phone where you can look at stuff constantly is much more common than it used to be in like the early 2000s. But from what I remember from the article, basically it was this group of young people who were really good at bullshitting their way into these expensive places. So there's a little bit of like con man abilities going on and just and good old fashioned thievery. 
they weren't poor kids either. They weren't. They were like middle class kids. Yeah, like upper middle class. Even. Yeah, who just wanted to be part of the famous elite circle. Yeah, it was very inventing Anna kind of. Yeah, they weren't like stealing things because they were like trying to sell it to put food on the table. It wasn't like Jean Valjean yeah. stole a loaf of bread so I wouldn't die kind of thing. Right. It was like, I want that handbag. I'm going to steal it. Yeah, they were basically just bored. They were bored, and part of what they were doing would be, like, to track to see, like, where celebrities were. Mm -hmm. So, like, when a celebrity was, like, off somewhere else, then they'd be like, oh, let's go break into Paris Hilton's house now because she's not at home. And security was just, like, very minimal. So wild to me. Mm -hmm. That's so much audacity. Mm -hmm. Well, they got caught. Well, they did, yeah. They got caught, yeah. And Emma Watson is still in jail. To this day. Yeah. Because you did not like her version of Little Women. She knows what she did. Okay, so you didn't do so great. Even with your plus one. I feel like I deserve another plus one for my Jennifer Coolidge impersonation, though. Okay, fine. So with that, you have five points, which is still failing. But it's 50%. No, Fact Checker Society win. Thank you. Woo, vindicated. Yeah. Thank you, Fact Checker. But with my bonuses, we tied. Technically, we need a tiebreaker. You want me to create the tiebreaker question? No, I'm going to create the tiebreaker question. <gasps> oh, no. Is it about wine? It is. Dang it. Fine. Chardonnay. Is wine. Yes. Is true. a hybrid between which two grapes? Chardonnay. Did you say chard and a? And nay. Excuse me. It's pronounced nay. I, I don't know. The big, fat, like, greenish yellow ones. And then the other guys. Wrong. Take a drink. Am I wrong, though? Fact checker, you can Google it. I bet one of them is a big, fat, juicy grape. It's a trick question because it's one grape. It's its own grape is variety. Is it a big, fat, juicy boy? <laughs> big, fat, juicy boy. Is she thick? <laughs> is Chardonnay thick? I bet it is, right? Somebody named Chardonnay would be thick, though. You right? can't. You can't not be thick. I mean, it kind of goes with, like, the vibe of Chardonnay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'm vindicated because that is a thick grape. Thank you. I'll say we I tied. I get that bonus we, point. We tied on our season finale. Fine. I won. <laughs> she didn't, though. <laughs> she kind of did, but I'm not willing to let this go. Fair. As long as you acknowledge that I win. And it's on tape. <laughs> you didn't hear anything. I was using my inside whisper voice. You're right. I can't hear that. Anything you're getting from the wine now that you weren't earlier? I'm getting more of the orchard fruit, for mm. sure. More of the apple? Yeah, more of okay. the apple. It's a little bit juicier and more luscious. Mm. It's not overly complex, which I think is fine given the price point. This was $13. Okay, super, super Table reasonable. Wine. Yeah. Table wine. Mm -hmm. But this would be a really nice picnic wine, mm. back patio, mm. you've got some friends over, if you have a charcuterie board. Okay, yeah. With some like cheeses and things like that, that would mm -hmm. be, this would be a great wine for that. What cheese would you pair with this wine? Ooh, I would love like a... Craft um, single. <laughs> just one singular. One. Craft single. Well, it is a single, not a single. I would probably pair it with a drunken goat. Mm-hmm. Something that's got some creaminess to it, mm. I think would be really nice. Okay. Yeah. What fruit would you put on that charcuterie mm. board? Honestly, some ripe yellow apple slices. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 
What else would be on that board? I would do some, definitely some cured meats because mm. I just love cured meats. Right. Olives. Mm. Oh, you know what else I love on a charcuterie board what? that a lot of people don't put on them? Artichoke hearts. Oh, yeah. Good like idea. The ones that are soaked in oil, you know? Yes. They have that nice flavoring. Oh, to them. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I think something like with some honey drizzled on it would be nice mm. with us. You could definitely do some like toast points or toast up a baguette and slice it and do some honey over that Mm -hmm. because that would go great with the apple too you could put the apple slices on it with some cheese oh yeah i love apples and cheese together Mm -hmm. so last night boyfriend and i were talking about food i don't know how we got onto this and i was saying oh i'm hungry get me a snack and he's like what do you want i was like cheese (laughs) he's like just a block of cheese and i was like i mean i won't say no to it i really like getting a block of cheese and just like slicing off a slice of cheese and then having a bite of an apple mm-hmm. and just alternate. Yeah. Cheese slice apple, cheese slice apple. Have you seen that excerpt from like some medieval text that's talking about like dating tips essentially? <gasps> and it says you can entice a woman with a piece of cheese. Yes, 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 yes. And it's, I mean, it's true. It's true. You can entice me with a piece of cheese. I can tell you that much. Right. Boyfriend does not like cheese though. <gasps> like at all? Yeah. He's lactose intolerant. He's got oh. reasons. Does he? Does he not like cheese or can he just not eat it? He can't really eat it. So I think he's just grown accustomed to not having it. So he doesn't really like it. Mm. But like he'll eat pizza. I that he was Mm -hmm. lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. I feel bad because. You're shoving cheese down his mouth. I'm just always constantly giving him cheese. Well, I I mean, don't stop. Here, come here, boyfriend. Piece of cheese. I put your pill in a piece of cheese. Then he just like hands it to me. What pills are you giving him though? Let's talk about that. First of all, First pills of all. pills that you should appreciate him having. Vitamins you know so he lives forever? Definitely starts with a V. Okay. <laughs> we're not old yet. We're not there yet. Talk back to his dick. Hmm. You know he's younger than I am. That's not that issue. I know, but you're so old. I am so old. Right, fact checker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chicks on you, fact checker, wants to be old. I mean, he has an old person vibe to him. He does. Yeah. In our loft building, we are part of the gardening committee now, which is really fun. And such an old person thing. Such an old person thing. Yeah. And so we were out there the other day and one of our neighbors, who's also on the committee, was gathering up stuff so that she could go upstairs and finish things out. And she looks over at fact checker and she was like, fact checker is giving me this vibe of 70-year-old man right now, just, like, puttering around, checking on, like, little things, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on. She was like, do you see that? And I was like, yes. And that's honestly his dream is to be that 70-year-old man. I mean, it's like that nice retired life, right? Yeah, yeah like, I, I keep dreaming of me and retirement's going to be so great. <laughs> You're going to read so many books. going to read so many books, have so many mugs of tea. It's going to be awesome. Hang out by so many pools. I know. So you're going to build me a pool. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) When are you retiring? Um, you know, soon, I guess. Depends on. Soonish. Depends on, you know, how the scratch off tickets go. (laughs) Girl. I won $30 recently. Did you really? Yeah. Did you invest that into more lottery tickets? That was after I had already invested in the lottery (laughs) So all in all, I came out 30 bucks ahead, which. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. Yeah. How much did your lottery ticket cost? 20. So you won $10 essentially. No, I, I, can't, I made a profit of 30. 
So you made a profit of thirty. Okay. Yeah. So boyfriend and I bought two scratch offs for twenty bucks each. <clears throat> we won money on those, and then I was like, "Okay, you go collect the money from it." And then he did. And then he bought another scratch off with that money. Did okay on that. So all in all, we came out thirty dollars ahead. Okay, which is it's okay. Yeah, you know it's a meal. That's how they get you. It is how they get you because then you you want to keep going. Mm-hmm. My very first time ever doing a scratch off. Mm-hmm. It was like a weird it was at lineup at one of the restaurants i worked at and they were trying to give a an inspirational speech about positive thinking and Mm. how like you know i'm giving you something that you don't know what's going to happen just like you don't know what's going to happen tonight and blah 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 wait what was going to happen that night like you don't know how your tables are going to be how your guests are going to be how they're going to tip that sounds a little ominous though well i did the scratch off and Mm -hmm. it was my very first scratch off i didn't pay for it it was given to me Mm -hmm. and i won a thousand dollars like it was enough that I had to go to the actual lottery office. I couldn't and, redeem like, it. And like collect your money. Yeah. What if you're just like, I'm not going to work tonight. I just want thousand dollars. <laughs> that could have backfired on them very easily. I think they probably would have fired me for leaving my job, and then I would have been like, I only want a thousand dollars. But what if you won like the big jackpot? Oh, I would leave. Oh, absolutely. And they would be like, well, honestly, though, it depends on the job. <laughs> like I have worked with managers before that oh, were really? so supportive and nice i know that that puts them in a bad spot yeah and i wouldn't do that i would be like i'm i'm effectively handing in my two weeks as of right now okay and i will give you that two weeks because i respect you Mm. as a manager Mm -hmm. and then i'm out but But i've worked for other managers whatever you'd wanted to do during those two weeks in terms of like customers if people were rude yeah just like i don't need this job i'd be like actually i'm richer than you I'm doing this for fun. I would also, this is if I still worked in like a restaurant yeah. setting, I would also like randomly for like if there was an old couple who came in for their like 50th anniversary or something, oh. I would just buy their meal for them and do things like that too. Oh, that's That would be really sweet. So it'd be like a, you know, basically my guests don't know what they're going to get when they come in. (laughs) Depends on how they behave. That's exactly right. So you are a very judgmental God is what I'm hearing from them. So I, you know, I'm a little bit witchy. Yes. I like to give what I call spicy blessings Mm. to people. They're not technically curses because Mm. it depends on how they behave, Mm -hmm. but it's things like may illness rain upon your house and your children for every malicious lie that you tell about people from now on. Oh. Things like that, where it's like... You brought it on yourself. Yeah. You have nothing to worry about as long as you're a good person. Couldn't be helped. No. You did this to yourself. Well, speaking of messy, messy people... We're going to talk about her romance life? Yes. Yes. Give me all the tea. So she's been married twice. That's not very many times. But let's talk... Well, no. But let's talk about the first marriage. Because the she one to Brad Pitt. No. Although Brad Pitt did date Juliette Lewis, who I kind of think might have similar Sofia Coppola vibes in some mm. ways. I can kind of like see some. I of like Juliette Lewis. I do, but she's a Scientologist. Is she really? Yeah, I know. I hate finding that out about people. <laughs> you, that made you so gassy. So just the uh, anger ugh, uh, just bubbled up inside you. <laughs> Having a lot of issues during this episode. Apparently so. Your body is just very reactive today. It really is. 
So she was married to Spike Jones. Who? He directed. You mean Be- Spike Lee? Yes. No. Jones with a Z because he's cool. He directed Being John Malkovich. We've talked about this before. I've not seen it. Refuse to watch it. John Malkovich really creeps me out. That's kind of his point. That's his deal. Right. So there's no reason for me to watch the movie. I already get it. Okay, but like Catherine Keener's in it and she's delightful. She is pretty great. And Cameron Diaz does a really good job in it too. And they have a lesbian scene. They do. What more could you want, Topher? And puppets. <laughs> and puppets. And puppets. Honestly, if John Malkovich weren't in it, it would be great. So if, if it was being. just being, you'd be for it. Yep. Okay, so we're going to get a DVD. We're going to take a marker and cover up the other part. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we found this new film called Being. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Ooh. Who's yeah. in it? People. Not John Malkovich, though. <laughs> no. What a silly thing to say. Okay, just checking. Yeah. I would never. That's kind of the big thing that he directed. He's done, like, music videos and stuff like that, too. They were together since the early 90s, and they got married in the late 90s. They got married in 1999, divorced in 2003. A lot of the movie Lost in Translation has this subplot of Scarlett Johansson's character's marriage is, like, falling apart. Mm. And so she kind of befriends Bill Murray and is also kind of, like, a romantic interest to Bill Murray while her marriage ends. Okay. It's kind of autobiographical, although Sofia Coppola, like, hasn't fully acknowledged it in some ways. Is there a big age difference between her and Spike Jones? No. Because there would be between Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. Right, but but it was kind of like the time when her and Spike Jones's marriage was Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Okay. Because the rumors are that he had an affair with someone we've talked about before on this podcast. We've talked about so many people. We have. Do you remember any of them? Juliette Lewis. No, we just said her name. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about her. Well, okay, fine. Um, Cameron Diaz. Yes! No! Yes. Taking a drink. Yes, take a drink in celebration. There were rumors that he cheated on Sofia Coppola with Cameron Diaz. Interesting. And in Lost in Translation, the kind of Cameron Diaz character is played by Anna Ferris, who's like playing this over-the-top ditzy character. As she does. And Scarlett Johansson's husband's, that character is like a director of the film that Anna Ferris is in. It's very much implied that like the director and Anna Ferris' character are like sleeping together, mm. kind of ignoring Anna. Or, sorry, ignoring Scarlett Johansson. And that's why she then goes off and da-da-da-da-da. Interesting. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch. It's good. Good. But she divorced Spike Jones with a Z. Mm-hmm. And now, now she's married to Thomas Mars, who's in the band Phoenix, and he's French. So they lived in, in France for a while before relocating to New York City, and they have two daughters together. What are their daughters' names? Romy. Okay. Like Romy and Michelle. And Cosima. Okay. <laughs> You feelings about that name? It's no Susan the Pug. No. Tell you that. I was hoping it was going to be Michelle. Oh, no. They wouldn't do that. Romy was after wouldn't her you, brother though? Roman. Oh. Yeah. Which you don't remember. No. Okay. Roman Coppola. Yeah, go back and listen. What is he known for? Well, go back and listen. <laughs> her daughter Romy got into a little bit of a TikTok scandal not too long ago. Really? Mm-hmm. I love a good TikTok scandal. Do you know why? Racism. 
No. Good. Good. Transphobia. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, good. Yeah. Nothing like awful, awful. Stealing someone else's dance moves. There was maybe a little bit of theft involved. (gasps) Intellectual property. (gasps) Did she steal our hands for nipples idea? She did, and we're going to get her. We're We're coming after you. (laughs) I'm going to tell your mom on you. Yeah, she's still a kid, I guess. Born in 2006. How old is she now? Fact checker, do math for us, please. That's like 18. 16? That's still a child. 17? 15? Still a kid. Yeah, we're going to tell your mom. Wait, born in 2006? No. No. 17. 17, thank you. So I did say a number that was correct at one point. (laughs) We can still tell your mom on you. That's the bottom line. (laughs) Yes. No, she was on TikTok. So she made a TikTok. She was like, hey, come make food with me because I'm grounded at home. I don't know if this is how she talks, but this is just my impression of TikTok people. I love it. And this is not so different from my normal voice. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm grounded because I tried to like charter a helicopter to go see my friend. And I took my dad's credit card to do it. But then I got denied and then I got in trouble. My parents said no. So now I'm grounded. Your thoughts? <laughs> it reminds me of mm-hmm. when Fact Checker got caught. <gasps> looking, he's, he's never been caught. Looking at gay porn on his parents' computer. Weren't there like charges involved? Oh, yeah. no, Fact Checker, no. As a teenager. You never pay for stuff because that's how you get caught. When it said credit card number, you're just like, just for curiosity's sake, okay. Do, 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 do. Mom, where's your wallet? For unrelated, it's for a field trip. (laughs) It's for a field trip. (laughs) It's for science fair, I promise, Mom. It is for science. There's a lot of science happening. A lot of chemicals and mixing of liquids and fluids. Did you just like flat out deny it was you? You admitted to it? Okay, there's no other option. Yeah, there was no other. Were you like, it was the dog? (laughs) It's our dog really needs to come out of the closet and everybody uh, let's not shame our dog any longer. <laughs> Were your parents just like, just don't pay for stuff. But it's just funny to me because that's what like normal kids do when right. they like steal their parents credit card information. Right. right. They don't try and charter a, a helicopter. helicopter. I mean, points for creativity and again, audacity. Right. But that's name of the game is audacity. Apparently, That was part episode. of like the controversy was like, you're so out of touch and rich that you're just like, yeah, try to charter a helicopter. Yeah. And now I'm in trouble. So let's make dinner. Oops. Let's make dinner. Yeah. Which I think she's totally playing up that thing just for the oh, sake I'm of sure. views and clicks and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure. Yeah. But also, what was she making? A vodka pasta. Like a vodka sauce with pasta. So she also was getting into her parents' liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. No. And well, part of the video, too, was like she was playing real dumb about like how to make food. She was like, what's the difference between onion and a garlic? I don't know. I have to Google it. I hope she was playing dumb about that. I think she, I think she had to have been. I think she must have been. We've talked about this before, but Selena Gomez's cooking show, mm-hmm. she, especially starting out in oh. the endeavor, was very ignorant about a lot of cooking and, techniques and, and foods fine. and yeah. things like that. But she wasn't like in a dumb blonde kind of way. It was 
I've just never had to do this before, but not like privileged either. Right. It was very endearing, actually, the way that she put well, it. Well, and I think a lot of people don't know how to like, what's the right way to cut a certain vegetable or meat or whatever. Yeah. They're always telling her like, curl your fingers when you're cutting that sure. onion. You're going to slice your fucking fingers off. Right. Because there's a lot of like technique of how to do something. But there's also a lot of like, I know what an onion looks like. Yeah. So I think with Sofia Coppola's daughter, I think she was definitely playing up like the dumb over privileged. I got it. Or over piglaged, <laughs> however you want to say it. I mean, you're the one calling her a pig piffer, which is kind of harsh to call a child that, but whatever. Money for the greedy, money for the greedy. <laughs> My brother. I think she's playing that up for sure to get like the views and stuff on the TikTok. But also probably some of it was genuine, just like yeah. not knowing how to do stuff. Because your grandpa directed The Godfather. You're doing fine for money. Your mom and dad are both rich. Your mom's won an Oscar. Your dad's won a Grammy. You're doing fine. Yeah. You even had the thought of I could charter a helicopter right. to go see a friend. Which wouldn't you? I wouldn't even know where to start. I would just have no Google idea. It, like, right? I mean, I guess. Like Siri. 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 Get me a helicopter, please. I don't know. Siri, helicopter now. <sighs> now. Oh. I have some thoughts on that, Tover. I really want a helicopter now. Do you? I've never been in a helicopter. Maybe that's how we should end this episode. Fact checker, can you please order us a helicopter? Thank you. Helicopter now, fact checker. Now. He's not responding fast enough. He's a little... Fact checker. Heli helicopter now. Did you I heard say, you say hospital cow? now. <laughs> Is that right? Apocalypse, Apocalypse now. now. <laughs> Which was directed by... Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Good job. I Did just you... assumed. Okay. <laughs> what if it wasn't though? I what if it was Sofia Coppola who directed him? No, you've told me all of her <laughs> filmography. Yeah, so what film do you want to watch now of hers? Lost in Translation. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. We should watch it. Because I've seen a lot of her other... Well, I also want to see Virgin Suicides. It's good. It's a downer, though. I like downers. Okay. Well, you and Fact Checker have a nice evening. The other day I was in the mood for a really like lighthearted movie, and so mm. I put Titanic on. <laughs> Just for Celine Dion, though. No, she's only at the end. You have to mm. wait like three and a half hours for that. Yeah. Although. But you get to see Kate Winslet. You get to see a lot of Kate Winslet. Yep, you do. All right. Anything else on this wine? Not particularly. However, I will say shout mm. out to the winery. Mm. Because they are committed to sustainability. And they, as <gasps> nice. of 2019, reached a certification where they are 100% sustainable. That's awesome. That is really cool. And for such a big producer of mm -hmm. wine that's impressive that they do that because you can find this at like any store basically that sells yeah. wine mm -hmm. especially because there's so many different wines like you said yeah. but also it is a production basically they created a park like a theme park at their winery for people to go to there's pools and go. restaurants and what? yeah it's like a wine theme park okay we need is it like whitewater rafting <laughs> We should go. We should go. Okay, let's go. After Versailles or before? Mm, maybe before. Yeah. To build up to Versailles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. We can ask Sophia while we're there if we see her for some tips about... Is she the tour guide there? I'm sure. It's a family-owned and operated, right? If we get the VIP package. (laughs) If our listeners get us the VIP package. Yes, thank you for clarifying. All right. Are we ready? I think so. Okay. We, the esteemed judges, Mm -hmm. find this diamond Chardonnay and Sophia Coppola... Not, not guilty. guilty. Not guilty indeed. Yeah, yeah pretty it's, fun. Good it's time. a better Chardonnay than I thought that it was going to be initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfectly versatile. And I really enjoyed learning a bit about Sophia as well. For the second time. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It was it felt so fresh. That's what I provide. <laughs> that fresh perspective. Exactly. <laughs> If you enjoyed Rachel's fresh perspective on things, please Mm -hmm. like and subscribe. And if you just like listening to me. Yeah. (laughs) Give us a review. Give us a review. Ask us a question. Like I said, this is the season finale. So we're going to continue on with all of our sidebar episodes where we answer questions from our listeners. Those can be related to celebrity scandals that you want to hear more background and perspective from. Yeah to beverage-related questions where I can help educate you about everything from wine pairings to the history of something, whatever it is that you want to hear about. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going to spend our summer doing is like research, doing the work for you, Mm -hmm. of course. And we'll send you some swag if you ask us a question. That's right. So if you do have a question, feel free to reach out to us at True Crimes Against Wine on TikTok as well as Gmail. Instagram and Facebook. That's right. Until next time. Until next season. That's right. Ah, Cheers cheers to a great season. Yes, cheers. Cheers.